Welcome to the Midlife Career Rebel, the podcast created for high-achieving professional women to gain the clarity, confidence, and courage they need to go after and get the life and career they want. I'm your host, Dr. Carol Parker-Walsh, lawyer, social scientist, brand strategist, executive coach, entrepreneur, and midlife career rebel. Each week, you'll learn strategies to manage your mind, navigate the challenges of midlife, and take control of your career so you can thrive doing the work you love. So if you're ready to tear up that rule book and create your own, you're in the right place. And I can't wait to show you how. Hey, Rebels, welcome back to the podcast. Is it beginning to look a lot like Christmas in your home? I have to say, I used to love decorating my house for Christmas when my kiddos were young. But now that they're young adults, I'm not as enthusiastic about decorating, mostly because I hate the takedown. (laughs) However, I have to say that once the house is all dolled up with the lights and holiday accessories, I have to admit that I love it. It really does give the house a festive feel, don't you think? And it makes me not want to take everything down, even though I know I have to. I think I just need to find a way to maybe keep my house decorated and festive all year round. (laughs) Nevertheless, today on the podcast, what I want to talk about is boundaries. I want to talk about creating, managing boundaries for yourself and for your time. Now, this isn't a time management episode. We really are going to talk about boundaries and their relationship to how you keep time and manage your time and an important aspect of you being able to have a successful time management plan. But we're going to focus on primarily is how to create and maintain and use boundaries to not only protect yourself, but also how to think about them to protect your calendar and any time management systems that you're using. And it's such an important topic because quite frankly, I believe one of the greatest challenges for high achieving women at midlife is prioritizing themselves and their time. In fact, every client I work with struggles with this which is why I have an entire time management training called How to Get Shit Done. (laughs) So we actually go into how to take control of your calendar, but the boundary aspect of it is a very key component of it. So if you've been feeling overwhelmed, burnt out, stressed, trying to manage several competing projects at once, and struggling with saying no, then you'll want to pay particular attention to this podcast and maybe flag it so that you can listen to it again and again. So let's get started. Let's first talk about what is a boundary. Well, a boundary is something that you create for yourself to achieve the results that you want. And I want to emphasize that it's something that you create for yourself. And we're going to talk a lot more about that. A boundary is not about you training other people or controlling other people's behavior, but about how you learn how to express and prioritize what you need and want and protect yourself and what matters most to you. Now, there are two components of a boundary. It's a request and a consequence. So you request someone to stop doing something that you don't like or find offensive, and you create a consequence of what will happen to protect yourself if they violate that boundary. Now, that's more related to a personal boundary, like asking someone not to smoke in your house or letting coworkers know not to just barge in your office when the door is closed or even creating boundaries around scheduling meetings and of certain hours of the day. Now, the consequence doesn't mean that the person is going to get into trouble. Remember, you don't set boundaries to train or punish others just to alert them to how you'll engage with them in the future. A consequence would be something like you'll ask them to leave or you'll leave or you won't attend the meeting. 
The keys, however, are to be clear on why it's important to you to not just create a boundary in anger or to try to use it as a form of punishment, something that will actually help you to be able to manage and protect your life, right? But when you create a boundary and a consequence along with it, you have to absolutely be ready to provide a consequence if that boundary is violated. Now, when it comes to time management, you can create a boundary around scheduling, such as not working through lunch, not scheduling back-to-back meetings on your calendar, not scheduling meetings before noon on Mondays, etc. You can also set a boundary with yourself that you're going to prioritize yourself and your schedule, and you will not deviate from what's on your calendar. Now, when we get into the how to get you done, you know, time management training, that's a big component of it. In order for that to be a successful process, you have to commit to prioritizing yourself and your schedule and agreeing to not deviate from it. So a consequence there could be that you want to allow yourself to go to the gym or meet your girlfriends for a drink or get that massage that you wanted because you didn't do the work that you said you were going to do on your calendar. Instead, what you'll need to do is to finish that work during the time where you maybe have scheduled for something fun to do. Why? Because you violated your own boundary. Does that make sense? Before you set a boundary, as I said, you got to get clear on what your personal boundaries are, right? Most people aren't really clear about their personal boundaries, which means others aren't aware if they've crossed it either. Now, for my people pleasers out there that don't want to hurt people's feelings or allow people to violate their boundaries without saying a word, stuffing those feelings inside only to watch them explode when someone simply asks you, how's your day or says good morning, means you're really going to have to do a lot of thought work around managing your feelings of fear and your thoughts around what people will think about you or if they may not like you because you're creating a boundary and communicating it to other people. It's really hard for people pleasers to set those boundaries and instead what they do is punish themselves by stuffing their feelings and letting people get away with things because they say, oh, well, it's not a big deal or maybe they won't do it again or whatever, or you may be in a good mood and you're not noticing. And so there's inconsistency around your response to how people are violating your boundaries. But it's so important that you do it for yourself, particularly if you're in that category. And if you're a people pleaser, people are going to be shocked when you actually do set a boundary and will most likely believe that there really won't be any consequences because you may not have followed through in the past. In fact, they may even try to call your bluff. And if you're less strong in this area, that is going to be detrimental to you. But listen to me, you must follow through on the consequences you've articulated or it won't work. Nothing will change. And in the end, you're going to be the one that loses out. Not them, you. Remember, boundaries are not about changing or punishing other people. They're about protecting you. That's why you never want to create a boundary out of frustration or anger, because once that feeling of frustration or anger passes, you may not necessarily feel a need to have a boundary. So you want to create a boundary when you are very calm and clear about what's important for you. Remember, it's about protecting self. You know, so often happens, often what happens is that people don't create a boundary or they do create one out of frustration. And then they get mad when someone violates the boundary and then they don't want to speak to them because, you know, you created it out of a bad place. Right. So 
I mean, you can't get mad at someone else because you haven't learned how to speak up for yourself and protect yourself and what matters. So that's why it's important that you not do it out of frustration or don't wait until you're frustrated, but to do it from a good place. Now, since the boundaries you set are meant to protect you, you need to clearly communicate what happens when they're violated. For example, you may set a boundary with a boss who tends to yell, right? Maybe yell at you, yell at meetings around the office that really bothers you. And you can say something like, listen, you can continue to raise your voice, but if you continue to raise it at me or direct it toward me, I'm going to leave the room until we can speak calmly. And if it continues, I'm going to go to HR to discuss the situation. That's a very clear boundary. And then if he does it, what do you do? You walk out or you go to HR. You do exactly the consequence that you said would happen. Not out of malice, not out of spite, not out of anger, but just because those were the rules of engagement that you decided to do to protect yourself. Now, this ultimately allows your boss to choose how they're going to continue to behave, but clearly describes what you're going to do if the violation occurs. You make the request, give them the option to do whatever they're going to do, and then you follow through. Or maybe setting a boundary with someone who's chronically late, right? Instead of you waiting and getting mad at them, you can let them know, listen, I have a five minute rule. And after five minutes, I'm out of here. So for my high achievers who have accepted a narrative that you're supposed to be open and available to others and other behaviors, because maybe you don't want to make waves or you don't want to come across as difficult, or you believe this narrative that you need to be available to everyone at all times, and you can't say no to a request for a quick meeting or someone who comes to you to say, can I get five minutes of your time that turns into 30 minutes? Or an executive or senior executive drop by your office unannounced and you're thinking you're supposed to accept that their time is more valuable than your time or because you don't want people to think you're a slacker because you work less than um, 80 hours a week, even though you're only getting paid for four, 40. I just want to tell you to stop it, right? High achievers usually follow through with that narrative that they are supposed to make themselves available, that they're supposed to be there at a moment's notice, that they're supposed to accept the quick meeting. They're supposed to drop everything that they're doing because a senior executive walked into their office, that they want to be seen as a high performer, that they're there 24 hours a day when they're not getting paid to be there, right? And so if that's a narrative that you've accepted for yourself, I want to say, stop it. If you're operating like that, I want you to ask yourself, why? What are you believing to be true that's guiding you to feel that you just need to be available at all times, that your time and your schedule and your priorities don't matter. What is that about? I really invite you to answer those answer that question for yourself. Now, I'll tell you, I personally believe it's the patriarchal, imperialist, sexist, racist society in which we live that has promoted this idea that women and women of color are supposed to be available at all times. They're supposed to always acquiesce and to say yes, that our needs don't matter. And what matters is that we're meeting and supporting the needs of those who we feel we quote unquote owe something to or are responsible to. I believe it's rooted in wives being the property of their spouses and how women were trained to be quote unquote obedient, good wives and is rooted in how black women in particular were simply property and worked at the leisure of their owner. 
Now, while these laws and norms are no longer stated and accepted in our society, or so they say, we can't escape the legacy of the trauma and conditioning that's been embedded in our DNA and has obviously taken root within our psyche for centuries. And depending on your age, your own mother, aunts and grandmothers may have instructed you to play small, to not speak your mind, to make yourself available to those who show you any attention or give you an opportunity. The level of gratitude that we may have been taught to share to those who gave us an internship, a job, a promotion, or even put a ring on it has also taught us that you're the one who has to make the big sacrifices when it comes to your wants and needs, not the other way around, that we need to be grateful. That's a big message that has gone through in the lives of women, a gratitude of somehow that we have been rescued and given opportunities. And as a result, we can't have a voice or say in anything that concerns our life. Now, as I said, these norms aren't, are no longer stated or accepted, but they do operate in very insidious ways. And they may be buried within the psyche of our mind, or maybe lessons that we heard or situations that we saw growing up because it's been in the fabric of our society for centuries. Yes, I'm going deep here because trauma often informs our lives for many, many years to come, way after the original offense happens. And women and women of color in our society have been traumatized by this narrative, whether they're conscious of it or not. I mean, why do you think we struggle with people pleasing, perfectionism and imposter syndrome? We didn't think of that shit. It didn't emerge in a vacuum and it wasn't our bright ideas. It's an aspect of the conditioning that we have been exposed to. And creating and maintaining boundaries is one way to break that conditioning and establishing a new way of operating in the world, a way that honors you, prioritizes you, and recognize the worthiness of you. So whether you're establishing boundaries for others or one for yourself and your time management and calendar, remember to follow the two steps, the request and the consequence. Ask someone to stop doing the thing you don't like or infringes on your values, including asking yourself to stop disrespecting promises to yourself, as well as your calendar and time. The consequences to tell the person that you what you'll do if they don't comply with your request, including what you're going to do for yourself when you don't follow through on your own word to yourself. Now, keep in mind that a boundary is not an ultimatum. It's not a way of controlling another person so that you can feel better or to manipulate them to get what you want. That absolutely never works. And it's not about your controlling others. Remember, I will say this a hundred times. Boundaries are about you controlling yourself. So a boundary would be something that's not a boundary rather is wishing your partner would take the garbage out or wanting them to be more romantic or having a boss praise you more or wanting folks to text you back within seconds of you testing them. Like that's not a boundary. These are just desires that you want for someone else, things that you want them to do. And boundaries are not about controlling them or trying to get them to do those things. It's about you telling others the things that you're going to do if things happen. Listen, having a conversation about the boundaries that you want to create can be uncomfortable and challenging. Honoring yourself and what is authentic and true, along with the willingness to let other people interpret it how they will, is difficult, but well worth it in the end. 
people who can't find the courage to have these conversations like this often stay in situations where they're pretending to be something that they're not, pretending to enjoy something they're not, taking on behaviors that they otherwise wouldn't happen. I mean, how many times have you gone home or heard someone come and complain all day long about the behavior of others at work? but they never say anything about them because there's an assumption they should just know, but they've not created a boundary. So they're the one suffering. The other person isn't because they're doing their thing, but because you haven't, or they haven't created a boundary around the behavior, they're the one suffering. And so this is about protecting self. You don't want to live in in a place where you have nothing but built up resentment and hostility for your job, your family, your coworkers, your friends, or others, because you're not able to articulate what's right for you. Now, others don't have to understand or agree with your boundary. That's really important. It's not about justifying you for other people. It just is what it is. And you should be prepared for people not to really understand or even agree with your boundary. When you set the boundary out of self-love, value, and self-worth for yourself, You can tell them your truth without attacking or yelling at them, and they don't need to understand. They have to work that out for themselves. Your truth has nothing to do with them, and you can tell them that when setting your boundaries. And if they choose to be hurt, offended, or upset, that's something that they're going to have to work on. Now, as I said, many of my clients worry about being viewed as bad, rude, or uncaring when they set boundaries. And the irony is that this is how they generally act when they don't have proper boundaries. When you try to smile and act like everything's fine, but you're seething underneath, you're acting exactly how you're trying to avoid. When you tell someone the truth about yourself, you open up the space for more honesty and truth, not only for them, but for yourself. And that includes having the hard conversations with yourself about managing your calendar, respecting your time, and honoring your schedule. You violating those boundaries are no less important than others violating your boundaries. Now, don't set boundaries for others or yourself if you're not in a good place. If you don't feel calm, peaceful, clear, and you're not in a good headspace, then you're not well suited for boundary work. For example, if you hear yourself saying, I'm done with that person, I can't take it anymore, I'm sick and tired of, you fill in the blank. That's not a good sign and not a good place to try to create boundaries. Instead, try asking yourself some powerful questions such as, what can I learn from this experience? Especially if this person is a family member, boss, coworker, or someone you've known for a really long time, right? What can you learn from the experience? What do you notice about yourself? And what do you notice about what's coming up for you in that process? Ask yourself, how can I use this as an opportunity to take care of myself? and create real authenticity through this conversation. Ask, why am I struggling with honoring my calendar or my word to myself? Why is it so easy to negate or compromise my time for what I want for others? You'll learn quite a bit about the underlying challenges you'll have to overcome to create the boundaries that you need to in your life. When I've done boundary work with clients, in the end they say it's transformed their lives. They not only find that they have more time and energy, they get a lot more things done, but they also have greater confidence and self-respect. And you cannot underestimate the power of having that in your life. Boundaries are the most amazing, wonderful, and somewhat difficult things to implement. It's a beautiful tool to create more satisfying, a more satisfying and effective life and career if you're willing to have the courage to protect yourself, to be authentic, and to ultimately honor what you want.
Well, that's it for today. Now, if you're ready to do this boundary work or want to explore it at a deeper level, I invite you to schedule an exploratory call with me as soon as possible. I'm taking calls through December 16th before I go on holiday break. So I want to make sure you have an opportunity to position yourself for success in the new year. And we could talk about how I could support you with managing your time and creating better boundaries for you in your life and career. And I'll have a link in the show notes for you to click on to schedule your time with me. Until next time, have an amazingly rebellious week. See you soon. Bye-bye. Hey, if you're loving what you're learning on the podcast, then you've got to come check out the Career Rebel Academy. It's where you'll get the individual help and support you need applying the concepts and strategies you're learning here and so much more. You'll be joined by a community of other rebels just like you, and I'll be there as your guide every step of the way. If you're genuinely looking to change the course of your life and career, I promise you, this is the place you'll want to be. Just go to www.carolparkerwalsh.com forward slash career dash rebel dash academy. I can't wait to see you there.